hello, and welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm your host, Elena Stoddard, and the first thing I want to do is ask you, how are you doing today? I hope that your answer is good, fine, and I don't know, things are going all right for you. Additionally, as always, I want to thank you for clicking on this week's episode and tuning in with me because I have a treat for you. This week's episode is just going to be me reminiscing on some of my favorite stories and experiences that I have had as a waitress throughout my life. And funny enough, I actually got the idea for this episode from a TikTok. Yeah, I've been on that side of TikTok where it's just people either playing roadblocks or Minecraft, just kind of like roaming around while also telling the story of a Reddit thread, which I just think is so interesting. It's people telling stories like, what's the most interesting you've seen interesting thing you've seen in your line of work, or what's a love story that you didn't think was possible? Just all these stories that I found really interesting. And I was like, why don't I just tell some goofy stories from my time as a waitress for this week's episode? So yeah, here we are. And if you're on that side of TikTok, well, you must have great taste because that's where I am too. Um, But anyways, let's just get into the content for this week's episode. So I'm going to first start by painting a picture in your mind of what the restaurant I worked in looked like and the area and the vibes of it because I think that is very telling for this story. So I worked at this restaurant for about two years of my high school time. I think mainly my junior and senior year of high school, and I'm from a Chicago suburb. And where this restaurant was located was in our downtown area. And if you're from the suburbs, you probably have a downtown area of your own. Think like a coming-of-age movie, you know? There's a few staple ice cream shops, there's restaurants all around, a few of those really bougie boutiques where you're not really sure how they stay in business, but they're always there, a few toy shops, and a nice little fountain. So, you know, in the summertime, you always see families around, kids playing, tweens riding their bikes around, you know, that type of vibe. And the restaurant I worked in was a very cute and small ramen shop. And this ramen shop was owned by a single mom, girl boss woman. She was literally just running a restaurant all on her own. She just decided to open it up. And it was her and then a team of like two head chefs. And then she had a few like super trusted, you know, employees like waiters that have been there for, I don't know, two, three plus years. And then she would have lots of more like seasonal or part-time waiters come in, like myself, you know, high schoolers passing through high school. Yeah, like, you know, people that aren't going to be there for forever. So yeah, that's the scene of where this restaurant is. And the restaurant itself was pretty cute and tiny and cozy. So when you walked in, imagine a rectangle, all right? So you're standing at the front of the restaurant. And at the front, there's a little hostess desk, you know, with a cash register. 
and then when you look down the rectangle on your left side of the rectangle, the whole wall has this long booth running across it. And then you've got tables with chairs on the other side. And then on the right side of the rectangle, you have four tables that fit four people. And the booth side, the left side, those were mainly two-person tables, except you could push them together to make them bigger if needed. And the other side was just bigger tables that fit a family of four nicely. So that was the layout of the restaurant seating area. And then just right through the back was a pretty, I guess, small-sized kitchen. I mean, there was only one big sink to do dishes in. There wasn't a ton of cooking space. And just one big freezer in the back. And that was it. And then, you know, bathrooms at the very back of the restaurant. But... Yeah, hopefully that gives you a good idea of what this restaurant was like. And just like any other job, you know what makes or breaks a job? Take a guess. Is it the pay? Is it the environment? Well, I guess pay. But at the same time, I think it's the coworkers. It's whoever you are on shift with because you're going to be with them for a while. And I absolutely loved my coworkers in high school. That's literally part of the reason why I stayed being a waitress at this little ramen place. And the two main co-workers, actually I'd say there are three in this story. So the first one I'm going to call Rose. Yeah, Rose was not her actual name, but that's just what I'm going to call her for the sake of this storytelling. And Rose and I got along super easily just because we were so close in age. I think I was a year ahead of her. Yeah, I think she's only a year younger than me. You know, both like Asian American teenage girls working together, like we just instantly clicked. And then the second coworker that's important in the story is Tulip. And Tulip was one of those employees, well, I guess Rose too, but one of those employees who had been at the restaurant basically since it was opened. This restaurant was maybe two, three, maybe four, I guess three or four at the time that I worked there, years in business. And both Tulip and Rose had been there basically from the start. And Tulip was not my age. Tulip was older, had like two kids of her own, but she was still like pretty young. And she and I got along as well. She was the type of person who really appreciated hard work and the little kind things that people do for each other. And lastly, the third employee that I worked with a lot and formed a friendship with was Tree. Yeah, he was really sweet. He was, I'd say, two years above me. And at the time, he was in community college. He was this artsy film student type guy and yeah he was cool so those are the three employees that are going to just pop up here and there throughout the stories so let me just get into my first story so the first one i like to call is my favorite story of a regular customer As a waiter or waitress, when you work at a restaurant long enough, you start to develop regular customers. People that just come in every month or so and you get to ask them things like, oh, how are you doing? And oh, how did this thing go? How's moving? How did you like your trip? Or 
whatever. And I had a set of regular customers start coming in that I noticed throughout my roughly two years there. And they were this lovely Spanish couple. And I say Spanish because they always spoke in Spanish to each other. And at the time, I was learning Spanish in school, so I would even try and speak to them, and they loved it. They were super supportive. I would say they were both maybe late 20s, mid 30s. So you could tell that they were probably either married or in a very committed relationship, but they were still young enough where they didn't have kids. That's kind of the energy that they were giving off. And every time that this couple came in, I could tell that it was a date night type thing because they would both order very close to, if not the same ramen every single time. Not only that, but they would also be dressed up head to toe. And I'm not talking like Met Gala red carpet type look, but they'd always be very polished and put together. And I don't really have any like crazy bad thing to say about this story. It's just one of those very wholesome and sweet stories because when I was going off to college my senior year, they remembered things like, oh, we heard you're a business major. Like, do you know where you want to go yet? And just all these things. And they were very sweet. And that's all for that story. And I promise you, these stories get much more juicy. So the second story that I remember also relates to a couple, except this couple was not a every month returning regular couple that seemed like they were in a committed relationship. Instead, this was a very goofy first date that I remember witnessing. And this was during the time where we were just coming out of COVID, so we had outdoor seating. And I remember this couple coming in and they sat outside and the whole time that I served them, they were doing what was clear to me, the awkward first date banter. Like the guy, he was sitting up like picture perfect straight. I'm talking perfect posture. Like man's could have balanced a book on his head the whole night. Perfect posture. And the girl was sitting there and she was like, I don't want to say laughing too hard, but she was definitely in like, oh my gosh, yes, you're so funny. I'm so interested in you type vibes where I'm like, Yes, I think she does have some interest in this guy, but you could definitely tell she was flirting and laughing at everything he said, even if it wasn't really funny. But I remember like when they would go to the bathroom, like let's say the guy got up to go to the bathroom, I would talk to the girl at the table and be like, oh, so is this a first date or something? Like just kind of being goofy. I think I made a joke to her like, wow, like this first date guy has really great posture. Because like I said, it was weird how good of posture the guy had. And she was like, OMG, like, how'd you know it was a first date? But, oh, you're so right. Don't don't get me, like, started on his posture. I'm, like, kind of laughing about it. Like, it's kind of crazy. Um, and so I just, like, had little banter with her. And then when it was her turn to go to the bathroom, the guy came back and I was like, so, how's the date going? And he was like, oh, I think it's going well. We met online and we found this restaurant and thought it would be a cute place to meet for the first time. And I never saw that couple come back to the restaurant together. So I'm not sure if they just didn't live nearby or maybe the first date didn't end as nicely as I thought it went. 
because honestly, I thought it was a fine first date, just a little awkward, you know? Both people had on that, ahahaha, you know, that one smiley emoji where it's just two dots and a really big smile. Like, that was the vibe of that whole date. But I thought that was really funny. Like, as a waitress, I was able to pick out or at least guess the relationship that the table had together. Whether it was like a group or a family, I could be like, oh, I think that's a family, or oh, those guys are cousins, sisters, or oh, that's a girl's night, that's a first date, that's a committed relationship date. So, yeah. Um, My third story is probably the most jarring story. (laughs) I don't even think jarring is the right word just straight up WTF type story. So here is where this story starts. It's like pretty busy one night and it is dinner rush time and it's me, Rose, Tulip, and Tree on duty. So the three co-workers I told you about. And at the end of every shift, we have to do a lockup, close, and bathroom clean. And as it's starting to wind down, like, you know, the tail end of the dinner rush, this man came in and we knew that he was a homeless guy. Like, he was one of the few that you saw around. And he was like, hey guys, like, can I please use the bathroom here? Like, please? And we all kind of reluctantly looked at each other, like, you know, bathrooms, not to be that jerk, but bathrooms are for paying customers. Like, I hate to break it to you, dude, like, this is a small restaurant. It was one of those places where it was a single stall bathroom. There were only two bathrooms, one for men, one for women. And, uh, you know, even if you weren't homeless and you came in asking for a bathroom, we kind of have to be like, "Mm, can you like buy something? Like that was just the policy of the place, you know? But we decide, you know what? Man's looks like life has, life has been lifing to him. And we're like, okay, yeah, fine, sure. Go ahead and use the bathroom. And we point him down the long hallway in the back. He walks past all the tables, goes to the bathroom, whatever. We all keep on working our dinner shift things, you know, waiting on tables, cleaning up, doing the dishes, counting the money in the cash register, just normal things. And it's been maybe 20, 30 minutes. And I look at Rose and I'm like, hey, Rose, did you ever see the guy that came in, leave the bathroom? And she's like, hmm. Come to think of it, I actually haven't seen him leave the bathroom. And after that, I went to Tulip and Tree and also asked them, like, hey, is the guy still in the bathroom? And they're both like, well, I didn't see him leave. And at that point, in my gut, I just knew that whichever one of us had to do the bathroom cleanup, it was probably going to be rough. Like, if you're in the bathroom for plus 20 minutes and you're not just, like, sitting post-piss, like, scrolling through TikTok, it's probably not a good sign. And so, whatever, I don't know, maybe in another five, ten minutes, the guy comes out, he's like, thanks guys, and he leaves. We're like, okay, whatever. And it comes bathroom cleanup time, and that day, it was Tulip's turn to clean the bathroom, because the four of us, me, Rose, Tulip, and Tree, we all, like, took turns doing different cleanup duties, and it just happened to be Tulip's day to clean the bathrooms and we're all like this is post close so all the customers have left really just cleaning up getting ready to go home and all of a sudden we hear tulip just go ah 
like a good shriek come from the bathroom, like a ee ah, like oh, type shrieks. And we're like, "You good, girl? Like what's popping?" And she goes, oh, "I kind of regret being nice and letting that guy use the bathroom." And in my gut, in my head, I knew that bathroom was gonna be forked up. And we were like, "What happened in the bathroom?" And she's like, "The guy took poops." all over the floor and we're like what like literally poops all over the floor in the men's bathroom like I this is what I don't understand like the toilet is right there I think it's easier to poop sitting down in the toilet than it would to be on the floor like it literally I didn't go in there and look But Tulip described it as if a dog, you know how dogs just poop on lawns and leave random poops? That was what it was looked like inside of the men's bathroom. And she literally didn't want to pick it up. So she got like an old sweeper and like sweeped it up and somehow got rid of it. I don't want to. But that was definitely the most scarring and gross story that I have from working there. Um, You're welcome for sharing. Hope you enjoyed that one. But the lesson from that is if someone's in the bathroom for more than 20 or 30 minutes, it's going to be a rough one. And they're probably, they might just be a little strange. Yeah. Like, once again, I don't understand why we couldn't just get it in the toilet. And, <sighs> okay, moving on from that weird story. Um, the last thing that I want to note from my time as a waitress is how the sound of online food delivery ordering services, I'm talking Chow Now, Grubhub, Uber Eats, all of those, the sound of an order notification has been drilled into my brain. So let me explain. So on a restaurant side, when a customer places a Grubhub order or like an Uber Eats order, we get a notification on a tablet. Most restaurants are like this from what I've noticed after being a waitress. And when the customer places an order, the iPad or the tablet, whatever, makes a certain dinging sound. It'll be like ding-ling-ling or ching-ching-ching or whatever because each app like Grubhub, Chow Now, they each have their own sound. And the iPad would ring and then you have to run over and you have to approve the order within roughly a minute or two minutes or else it would cancel and the customer wouldn't be able to place an order and so we'd be like literally in the back of the kitchen mid-dinner rush doing something and if we heard the ipad ring you gotta drop everything you gotta run up and you gotta hit accept on that order and then you have to take that order and you gotta enter it into the system so that it goes through it gets made in the kitchen and then eventually placed and then the driver can come pick it up and deliver it and i literally have memorized the sound of each app's little buzzer. And sometimes I would hear it in my sleep. Like I'd wake up and be like, oh my gosh, I gotta get the chow now order. Oh my gosh, someone ordered Grubhub. Like that's what I would wake up thinking. Or now, post-restaurant life, if I go out to eat, I'll be like, oh, the restaurant got a Grubhub order just because I would hear it dinging in the faint background, you know, if I was like seated near the desk or the hostess table. So if you've ever worked a customer service job with those things, those apps set up, 
please let me know if you experience the same thing. Because I will forever know the sounds of Grubhub, Chow Now, and Uber Eats. Yeah. Anyways, I think that that is where I'm going to wrap up this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed. Obviously, I have a few more stories from my time working as a server. I mean, hey, I did it for two years. So I'll probably put those stories into a part two or something for another week's episode. Yeah. I hope that you have a lovely rest of your day, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.